Today, we are going to take a look at a hand that poker coaching coach Bert Stevens, Draft Ganger, the number one tournament player in the world, played recently on GG Poker in the $10,000 buy-in GG Million, where he made a sick call with King High, heads up, for a ton of chips that resulted in him winning the tournament for $1.1 million. We're going to go through the spot and analyze it from a GTO point of view and see if this is right or if he is well out of line. Because if you have watched Burt Stevens' hand history reviews on PokerCoaching.com or if you've watched his live streams, you know that uh, he gets out of line and makes some pretty absurd plays from time to time, but they seem to work out way more often than they don't. So let's take a look at this hand from the beginning and analyze it from a GTO point of view and discuss if this call was lucky or good. All right, to start the hand, Jerome 001, who I do not know, but he's playing $10,000 buy-in tournaments. He limps from the, from the button, from the small blind, playing 20 big blinds deep with 6-5 suited. Here's a little bit about Burt. As you can see, $9 million in cashes on GG Poker alone. His opponent, Jerome, good, strong, battling opponent. I don't know anything about him, but he is playing $10,000 buy-in tournaments. Here is the default small blind preflop strategy. The hands in light red are raised. The hands in green are limped. The hands in dark red, there aren't very many of those. These are open shoved for 20 big blinds. And the hand in blue, the only hand in blue is open folded. Turns out, you can't go around folding all that much from the button when you're playing heads up. We do see 6-5 suited, mostly limps. You may be surprised to see such a wide limping strategy, but it's good, strong, fundamentally sound poker. Now, what should the big blind do facing a small blind limp? Again, dark red is shove. Light red is raised to about three and a half big blinds. Green is check. Okay? Notice... The hands that are shoving are a lot of ace offsuits and a lot of small and medium pairs, plus a few suited connectors, right? And a few random blocker high card bluffs. This is going to be a very strong and easily implementable strategy. Now, if you want to play a more difficult strategy, you can use multiple raise sizes before the flop, or maybe you raise to something like three big blinds with some hands and some to something like five or six big blinds with other hands. This is not something a lot of people do, but it is good, strong, fundamentally sound poker, that is going to be a little bit more profitable than a strategy like this. And you'll find that if you do use that strategy, hands like ace, king, ace, queen, ace, jack, and king, queen will uh, raise non-all in some portion of the time preflop. So I will go ahead and spoil it for you. Bert's going to raise to three and a half big blinds here. So it's not as if he's always shoving king, queen offsuit. So we have to keep that in mind. Okay. I definitely do think this is a spot though you want to either raise like Bert does or just rip it all in. Now, 6-5 suit is a very easy call. And as we see here, we are calling very, very wide from the small blind once the big blind limps. You may be surprised to see kings, queens, jacks, tens, nines, all these hands just limping and calling. But that is what you have to do if you are going to use this very wide limping strategy to begin with. Limping and calling with hands like kings and nines and ace-nine suited helps protect your range so that you just have a lot of really good hands and your opponent cannot mindlessly barrel you. What a lot of people do wrong is they always raise all their ace-sexes preflop and all their pairs preflop. Or if they do limp it, they limp shove all of them. And if you remove all these ASEX suiteds and remove a lot of the big pairs, that makes your range something like, well, a bunch of junk, right? And you do not want to have a range that is a bunch of junk. It does not work. So I'm going to presume that Jerome is playing good, strong, fundamentally sound poker. But keep in mind that most players don't actually have a whole lot of ASEX once they limp and then call a raise 20 big blinds deep heads up. That will come into play later. 
6-5 suited, though. Definitely an easy call. Hand to flop's great. Flop comes. Ace, 3, 2. This is a spot where Burt definitely has a big range and nut advantage. And if you go back to what I just said, if most people limp, shove, or just raise preflop with their ace-x, that means Jerome doesn't have a whole lot of ace-x at all, and Burt does. So this is a spot where he has a range and nut advantage. And um, you probably want to go for a small bet in this scenario the vast majority of the time. Something like 20% pot, maybe half pot even, because uh, you really are crushing your opponent pretty hard here. And you do have a lot of hands that don't mind winning it immediately. Burt does go for the... Tiny bet. Let's see what GTO likes. It does like betting with the entire range, either betting medium or tiny. So we see king-queen is mixing it up when we have it. Okay? 6-5 suited. Hmm. How do you feel about this? Well, if you're saying fold, I can tell you you're wrong. In this scenario, facing a small bet... You just cannot fold in the spot. You're getting amazing pot odds. You have to put in 1.8 to try to win 12. You need to realize something like 18% equity in position, which is not a lot at all. You must continue here with any four, with any five, and um, any pair, and a lot of backdoor flush draws. You may think, am I really supposed to call here with a hand like Jack Nine of Diamonds? Probably. It's unfortunate. You don't love it, but in position facing a tiny bet, you do need to stick around quite often. This hand, though, is definitely going to be a call. You don't want to raise here because if you raise and get jammed, you have to fold. And this hand actually does have pretty decent equity, and it also has a draw to the super nuts, which is definitely a draw you want to try to hit. So drum does make the very easy call. All right, turn is a three. Now, what should Bert do? Take a second and think about it. In this scenario, should Bert check, looking to check fold if Jerome bets? Should he check looking to check call if Jerome bets? Should Bert bet small, like 3 million? Or should he bet big, like 5 million? Is that big? Half pot, give or take. Take a second, pause the video, and write what you would do in the comment section below. All right, this is a fun spot where I think there are two very viable options. I think Bert either needs to check, looking to check call, because in this scenario, the king-queen beats all the draws, right? Or he should bet small, because this hand may actually just be good enough to value bet, given Jerome's going to have a lot of draws that he really does not want to get check-raised off of, like a five or a four, because those do have some equity. So... Because of that, I think we can go either way between check or bet small. I don't like a medium or a giant bet because whenever you use those bet sizes, yeah, you're going to get the draws to fold, but you're always getting called by an ace or a three, and against an ace or a three, you're dead. So this is a spot where we have a marginal made hand, but it's uh, actually a little bit better than it looks because, again, if you think about what I said before the flop, Jerome may have way fewer aces in the GTO strategy, and even the GTO strategy does not have a whole lot of aces in this spot. It has a whole lot of junky hand. So I think my default here is to check, looking to check call. But if you wanted to go for a small bet, I think that's reasonable as well. And if we look at GTO, you do see that King-Queen mixes it up between checking and betting. When it does bet, it is using a very tiny bet size. And when you do bet on this turn, you are betting very tiny in general. And that's just because hands like an ace don't actually need all that much protection. And I mean, same thing with a hand like a pocket nines, right? If you bet tiny, 20% pot or so with pocket nines and your opponent folds out jack 10 of diamonds, that's fine, right? 
And given our, your betting range is very, very strong with you know, a lot of good aces that they're clearly not folding, you can bet, uh, bet value bet a little bit wider because you don't really fear getting raised all that much. Because whenever your opponent raises with their draws, they're just going to be dead a decent chunk of the time against an ace or not nearly dead. So I, I think a small bet or a check is fine. Let's see what Bert does, though. He does go for the check. And now I think Jerome must bluff. This is like an, an obvious bluff in my mind. You're sitting here with the six high, almost a nut low, and a draw to nuts. Also, now when the turn's a three, you don't really mind getting check shoved because like a six and a five may not even be good, especially if you do get check shoved. And you have four outs, right? It's also really, really nice here to be able to push your opponent off of stuff like queen high, jack high, 10 high, etc. So I like a small bet here on the turn with the idea that you're probably going to shove the river. You may say, triple barrel it off, heads up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't be afraid. Let's see if Jerome does go for the bluff. He does. And now, well, seems like an easy check call to me because we beat all the draws, right? And as we see here, GTO does call king-queen every time, king-jack the vast majority of the time. I'm actually surprised to see it folding king-jack some and king-ten some. Um, I probably would have just check called with all these. I probably would have called a lot of these king highs. Maybe I'm over calling with stuff like king nine and king eight in the spot. But uh, again, going back to the idea that if the opponent does not have a whole lot of ace x in this scenario, you have a pretty easy call with more than the range that the GTO strategy calls with because your opponent's going to be over bluffing in general and the range is going to be weaker in general. Also, a lot of people aren't going to bet with hands like a two on the turn or hand like, I don't even know, Name a hand they could even have in the spot that makes sense to value bet. If they do have a hand like pocket sixes, are they really betting the turn? Probably not. So, I mean, imagine this range minus all the ace x. Your opponent needs to be value betting really thin with stuff like pocket sixes or a two to make a call with a hand like weak king high not good, right? And I think a lot of people just aren't doing that. So, king queen's a super easy call in this scenario on the turn. That's not the hard part of the hand. <laughs> the hard part of the hand is on the river. Obviously, check the river. And I think Jerome has a really easy all-in, right? We have the nut low. We don't block backdoor flush draws that we want to get to fold. Because imagine Bert has a hand like 8-7 um, of hearts, right? Maybe he decides to check call the turn. Maybe he bets it. Who knows? But if he does check call turn, he's obviously folding it on the river. So you want to try to get him off of those hands. If Jerome had a backdoor flush draw with hearts, he should actually be a little bit less inclined to bluff because he's going to be blocking some of the hands that are automatic folds in Bert's range. That said, I think a lot of people in Burt's shoes don't protect their range well when they check the turn. I think they're going to have a whole lot of hands like a pair of kings and worse. And if that's the best hand they can have in their range, then I definitely like going for lots and lots of bluffs. That said, if Burt knows that, if he knows this is a spot where Bert, uh, Jerome will go for a lot of bluffs, then, uh, you know, maybe you have to find some hero calls. Like I said, pretty pretty standard all-in, I think, for Jerome. And, you know, is the king-queen a good call? Do you think it's a good call from a GTO point of view? Well, let's take a look. Assuming Jerome plays perfectly, king-queen should call off about 20% of the time. You'd be surprised to see. You're supposed to call off with king-queen here. And it is, just like, with all the hands relatively mixed frequency. And you may say, why are we calling with the king-queen? And the answer is we beat all the draws. And there are a lot of draws available. Also notice our range is like kind of marginal here to the point that you do need to find some hero calls. We are overfolding to begin with, right? We're folding 66% of the time, which is a lot. Now, I do want you to take a second and think about the adjusted range I gave some players, not necessarily Jerome, for all I know Jerome's playing perfectly, 
But if Jerome plays like I think most typical non-professionals play, he's not going to have any of the ace-x in his range. So imagine his range completely lacks the ace-x. Well, now what should Burt Stevens' draft ganger do? He should adjust and start to call with a lot of these hands that are bluff catchers. So the hands like king-queen, king-jack, king-10, pocket-10s, pocket-8s, do these hands beat bluffs? And the answer is very obviously yes, right? So if your opponent's range lacks value bets, lacks all the value bets, and it contains bluffs, and your opponent is capable of bluffing, that is important, then you should really start overcalling in this scenario. And I don't know if this is a spot where Burt calls 20% of the time like the GTO strategy recommends, or if he's calling every time, but I think in general, in $10,000 buy-in tournaments on GG against good battling opponents, as most people are in the $10,000 buy-in tournaments, I think this is a pretty good spot to overcall because there are a lot of potential bluffs available and almost none of them came in. I also don't think people go for thin value here with a hand like a nine or pocket sixes, right? So if Jerome's range lacks aces and he's not going for thin value and he has all the potential bluffs available because remember he faced a small flop bet, got check two on the turn, right? I mean, people are going to go for bluffs in the spot. So all that considered, I think this is just a very good, solid call. Burt gives us some thought, not actually all that much thought. <laughs> and he finds the call with a king-queen, tables a hand, wins a 50 million chip pot, and goes on to win this tournament for $1.1 million, bumping his winnings on GG to over $10 million. Good job, good work. If you want analysis from Bird himself, make sure you check out pokercoaching.com. He regularly streams live just for poker coaching members. Not for the public, only for poker coaching members. And also, he goes through his deep runs, there's been a bunch of them recently, with Michael Acevedo, who wrote the book, Modern Poker Theory, and they go through his deep runs to analyze the spots and show you how he is winning all of the tournaments and becoming, well, is the number one online tournament player in the world. So that's gonna be it for today. If you enjoyed this video, do me a quick favor, click the like and subscribe buttons below. Also click the notification bell if you really wanna help me out. Tell a friend about this video. This is a fun one. Most people don't find the call with King Queen. I want you to take a second, really reflect. And ask yourself, would I have actually made this call heads up with a load of money on the line? Whatever that amount is for you. Most people don't. And that's why they kind of blind out and they don't win tournaments. But to win the tournaments, to win all the big bucks, and to become the number one online tournament player in the world, you got to get in there, you have to battle, and you cannot be afraid. That's it for today. Good luck, have fun, and I'll talk to you next time.